Cradeline Network. Greetings, Star Troopers. <gasps> my name's Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this, whoa, and this is the final installment of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon, a live stream where two Americans discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. We've finished the marathon and had some time to think about the blueprints of the Star Lordathon, and what better way to celebrate this achievement overall than one of our famous comic book review in review reward shows? Welcome to the Lordies. So, what color discs do we send them? Do we even send them discs? I mean, uh, oh you no, know, we should send them badges with things like uh, "Good Shoot Captain." Yeah, I think we'll just call them the uh, the uh, Star Lordathon Memorial Kill Them Kids Awards. You know. Oh man, you haven't. All right, don't don't steal my thunder before we get there. We could send them all, um, you know, something iconic from Star Lord. We could send them like the bones of the friends of people in Mind Wars. Oh my God! <laughs> well, you know, these are human bones. Yeah, we could we could send them uh, like just jars of ab human spit. People like that, right? Well, it sets them on fire, but you know, you get pretty high just, before you die. Just an ass load of swastikas. We could send them that. Like they I seem to really, like them enough. I really will. Uh, you know what, Conrad? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to be really, you know, controversial. I don't want to send anyone an ass load of swastikas ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry to get political on this political. Oh, oh what the Mister Mister Snowflake here? All I'm right. So listen, you'll, you'll 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 be a six pointed snowflake, but a four pointed swastika can't get a look in. I see how it goes. All I'm saying is, David's you my make boy. me sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this too what? shall pass. I don't know, man. We're we're off getting the weird. Rails. I love it. Listen, I feel like I feel like us being loopy does provide the uh, the illusion that we're recording this soon after the Star Lordathon itself. Oh, yeah, we are we are not. But as long as they believe it, yeah. When Conrad and Fox were essentially just walking corpses, oh, like God. this is this Bleh. is my PSA, uh, Conrad. I'm sorry, I I have to like just to every guest who showed up after a certain point, you know. When I was dead, I'm sorry. I I do love all of you. I was just also see. I, see, not if alive. I was you, I I I'd be apologizing to guests far earlier than that point. But that's you know how it goes. They knew what they were getting into. They knew what they were getting into. <laughs> anyway, oh man. Hey, so before we start the awards, Fox. Oh no. Here's what I want to know, which oh. is. How'd you, how did you find the Star, the, uh, Star Lordathon? How so, did you, like, did you enjoy yourself? Like, like, what are your overall thoughts? I feel like this is a question that people are going to be asking a lot so, in general in our lives. And so, so I'd like me, to get I'm, I'm gonna, your I'm, answer. I'm going to break that apart. I'm going to, I'm going to crush it up into its, con, in, its little tiny pieces, uh, and, and say what, what, uh, science words. So, yes. uh, did I enjoy, the Star Star Lordathon overall. I enjoyed the company and hey, the hey. comic the comic book. The parts that I vividly remember, uh, I'll get into. But I, I will say so. Like first and foremost, it was awesome for you to put it on. Um, I I don't know if I would ever do it again. Still, probably now with some distance, like I might do that again. <laughs> yeah, uh, or I might I might even just be better prepared, or I or I might just you know. Uh, I mean, like have I mean, a, to have a pull tap back, in person. Yeah, to to pull back the curtain, we're doing this a little bit less than a month after the actual Star Lordathon in sort Which, of late August or so, or, yeah. or mid August, I should say. Yeah. And so, you know, and honestly, I wasn't even planning to to broach the idea of another of another live stream marathon until maybe December or something like that. Like I, I know. It needs, or, or, or like, you know, or the fall was my idea of basically just like, you need time to, me to mentally recover more I, than anything else. Oh I do too. So like, I, I think of it as a, a really great way to kind of, for us to interact with people that we don't normally, that we aren't mm. normally able to, right? And certainly yeah. like, you know, I don't, uh, it's, it's hard for me to think of people as like fans of this show. Right. Like I think of people as as like I'm entering a community that I didn't know about and being able to 
like learn about their opinions or go through something like that was super special. I, mm-hmm. I, there are definitely, cause I, you and I talked about this. Like I would definitely front load people <laughs> prior to our, to our, uh, the, the great dis, I mean, the great, yeah, I, the I great mean, I know, I know you're, you're real, um, mm. self-conscious about that. Personally, I think that if you, when you, you know, when you're, you're my buddy Sheridan and you, um, and you sign up for hour 19, you know, you're getting an hour 19 Fox and Conrad. I mean, like, that was very, I didn't give anybody any times they didn't want, you know? I, I will so, say, it's like, straight up to call out to Sheridan, like, that that was like the the specific situation that I brought up to Conrad. Man, I I I like I pride myself on being this this insane person. That was like that was deep in. I was I was unwell. But yeah. I, so so okay. So there's that that's, those are hard <laughs> knocks. Here's the here's the real thing, right? So how was Star Lord, right? Mm. What I enjoyed about like reading Star Lord itself. Um, mm-hmm. was everything great? Well, we're about to kind of talk about that, right? Like, whether yeah. or not I thought something was great or perfect, uh, <laughs> which is the only scale in which we can use on the internet. Um, listen, I like that. I'm de- like, listen, yeah, that's, that's the internet. It's a, it's a zero seven ten uh, rating system, right? right? So, so <laughs> perfect, like for me, great, terrible. Yeah. So like for me, it, it was, it was a nice time to kind of like go back into, what now for us seems like the twilight um era yeah. of, of us like recording and remembering and and this is not to shit on mm, like how things are now but it was a lot more experimental and a little bit more insane and a lot more rote like they used tropes to kind of get them along or they used like a similar pattern but in the same way it's you know it it felt a little bit more violent without being expressively violent and it felt mm. a lot more exploratory uh, in terms of just like I mean I'll, I have I have lists, man. I, if this is an old man with <laughs> a piece of paper today, so like I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. There are things that I remember very well, and there are things that I don't remember very well. And I generally yeah. chalk that up to okay, we could save the sleep, but also just there was stuff that hit that hit really well because it was so out of left field and I wasn't expecting it. Strontium Dog, I knew what I was going to get, you know? I was going to get quality. Um, But the rest of it, I had no fucking idea. And certainly, you know, that that was the exciting part for me. Um, That and and the very few future Shock-esque blueprints. There were a couple, but it was not... There were a couple. It was not overbearing the way that the seventies were overbearing with that. Sometimes they just needed like, mm. and and now here is this kind of yeah. attitude. Um, it it was much more packed. Uh, like it was what I consider now a go- a quality anthology doesn't do a um, you know now now here's this random kind of segue because uh, you're either that kind of segue esque material that you get out of things like Monty Python's Flying Circus, which is all segues, which is all, you know, <laughs> funny and, and sure. weird, uh, but anthology, right? Or you're something that wants to actually tell stories over a couple things, which I think, you know, is quality. And this this hit that. Uh, I can see why it folded in. Um, but I also think that, uh, I mean, especially with the names that we see, you know, those people didn't really go anywhere. They they came and they added more value. Oh no, yeah. I mean, all these like, I mean, Star Lord's very much the like a secondary 2000 AD, just in, especially in terms of creative staff. I mean, like it's very like everybody who does like or or maybe not maybe not all the artists, just okay. because many of them are um, were like sort of I don't know coming out of favor or like midway in their careers or something yeah, like exactly. that. But you know, I mean. It's a lot of the writers we know, you know, Pat Mills, John Wagner, um, and then uh, uh, Chris Lauder, who do a lot in 2000 AD as well. Yeah. And then a lot of, you know, artists we know like as like as Scarra. I mean, like, um, yeah, uh, or like uh, um, uh, Jesus Redondo as well. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, I specifically didn't call him out because I love Jesus Redondo because he draws... I mean, he just loves, I believe, to draw sexy women. Oh, yeah. I think that's what his calling was. 
He's definitely, that's definitely like, he's definitely where he's, where he shines the most, I think. And when you have an, an industry with girls comics in them, where that was like a thing that was caught, that, that was required, I'm sure he was definitely, you know, it, 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 it seems like he definitely shined in that role. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, um, I thought Star-Lord, it, like, the two things that were, that were really interesting for me about Star-Lord was, um, like you said, I really, or I don't know, maybe not two, I don't know if I, I, if I should number, but it was really cool to kind of go back to this older style of storytelling and, 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 and thrill creation and stuff. Like, it's it sort of like when we did the, uh, the redo of, epi- of episode one earlier this year. Just of um, going back to this sort of seventies time and that sort of style of of storytelling and stuff. It's very yeah. different from our modern styles. It's it's like they they they're kind of poking at it. They're they're figuring it out by themselves. You know. Yeah, I mean, especially for especially like um, as. When or it's it's a continuation of what of what I of, of what I've seen in both action and in early 2000 AD was just this idea of expanding the uh, character driven story te- the uh, character driven driven serial storytelling that was apparently a big deal in girls comics at the time and bringing that into like boys action comics and sci-fi yeah. comics and stuff like that like. I think that's sort of the when we're talking about experiment things being experimental or different. That's really what we're talking about. Um, and then also, I thought it was really cool. Like I really liked um, just see, like I I like the idea of both, of both the story thrills and these sort of episodic thrills. Like you know, all the episodic thrills came to 2000 AD, like uh, your Robusters and your mm. uh, Robusters, Which- Strontium Dog, even Time Quake, really briefly. Um, and it was like really, um, oh, yeah. it was interesting to see Strontium Dog and Robusters as, um, just sort of they're here every week. Here's a new, you know, uh, a monster or disaster of the week type stories. Mm-hmm. Because I think when those, when those stories came to 2000 AD, they then became more prestige stories, you know? I mean, Strontium Dog very much, is like here here's a strontium dog story it's going to be like 12 weeks long and have a bunch of twists and turns and stuff like that or here's a and same thing with uh with with robusters you know after the initial stories robusters went into like rise and fall of rojas and hammerstein and or fall and rise i should say and then into abc warriors or whatever like and strontium and strontium dog sort of after initial story then it's like journey to hell then portrait of a mutant etc yeah like they become the they they become these big like ah oh, yes you're familiar with these characters so we're going to do some prestige stories with them so this was sort of learning about the the baseline for those characters and what they were like when they were just sort of workaday stories or something when i i liked their kind of the way that they constructed the the storyline, like the beats that they had, were very. Mm-hmm. It, it felt serial almost, but oh yeah, like a no, lot definitely. more fun than a serial, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's a different. It, it is very much that kind of thing. I mean, I, I I'd say for me, it really comes down to like the difference between the star us like uh, the Star Trek original series like uh, TV show, yeah. and then the Star Trek movies, right? Like the difference between just like. I'm going to watch um like three episodes of of a Star Trek TOS and you know spend an hour and a half with that stuff versus I'm going to spend an hour and a half watching Wrath of Khan, right? Like exactly. in terms of 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 the level of epicness and like what the content is and what you're sort of expecting or 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 how the characters are dealt with and developed and stuff. Hmm. Strong agree. And then and and then I just really like the uh, the sort of longer serials, the uh, the longer sort of full narrative stories in Star Lord. I think the way they handled those were interesting, and honestly, especially in comparison to 2000 AD at that time, it feels very modern in terms of what we're seeing in 2000 AD, like now. Oh yeah, in so our 1990 coverage. 20- uh, blueprints, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that uh, that Mind Wars is is twenty one issues long and sort of tells a consistent, you know, a consistent story of smaller stories within, you know, mm-hmm. or um, same thing with like Holocaust or Planet of the Damned, I guess, to varying levels of quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, buddy, let's get to these awards. Ah! 
<laughs> Got a bunch of categories. As always, Fox, defining these as loosely as possible. Um, could be one panel. Could be the entire run of the comic. Um, and after we do these, then we'll, uh, talk to the, we'll, uh, get our reader nominations for these as well. Hope, and I appreciate folks writing in with their Star Lord opinions. Star Lord opinions. Star Lord of thoughts. Oh! <laughs> Star eliminations. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Trying to think of a word for thought that starts with an L, thought box, and it's not quite coming coming through to me. I mean, if it was like um, a fucked up bachelor situation, it'd be like you have been given the swastika, you can stay. Oh, I feel like there is like some kind of YouTube thing that does that. Fox, oh, kind no, of no, 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 right? No. Bachelor show, no, like that feels no, feels no, super. Don't. Super, it's like something that would exist in this hellscape we find ourselves in in the year twenty twenty. I believe that. I will not. All right, fair enough. Let's go to award the first. Ah, oh God. Let's go to award one best art. Fox, what's your top art for Star Lord? So tell me, I must know. I mean, look, I only got two. Ooh. Um, and I've got to save my load here. So the the thing here is Ian Kennedy for the first time quake. Uh, I really like that kind of painterly style. Mm-hmm. Really like kind of, you know, there's like kind of these ink blotches behind everybody. Everything feels like, again, just really painted that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but for my top man, I feel like that one's obvious. I mean, come on, Carlos Escara. Uh, if I have to mention magenta and pink and like all of his hot fucking neon colors, <laughs> it, it, it was just it, it was great seeing Especially early style. He's just like, no, nah, I'm going to use all of the fucking like 1970s crazy ass colors that I want. Fuck everybody. Like, this is this yeah. is what my thing looks like. Uh, you know, just really enjoyable. I mean, Carlos Escara, this was like a, this was like a, a, you know, an underhand pitch, but like really close to my bat so that I could bunt it. Sure. No, I've, uh, it, it's funny. I've seen a lot. I've, um, I was just in a, in a big discussion online about um, recoloring classic comics, I Ooh. guess. And it was, and like a big, a big reasoning for it is that a lot of times these comics have really bright, um, arresting colors just because those would show up better on the, on the, uh, on the paper they used for the comics at the time. Like more realistic colors wouldn't show up very well and stuff. Like this was mm. in reference to recoloring of some, uh, Metal Hurlant stuff and things like that. Um, and I'm I'm against it, Fox. By the way, I like really? things to be as as they originally were. Right. You know, I don't like extra dobacks in my Star Wars. I'm happy. Like uh, I, I yeah. like I like it to be the way Untamed. it was in 1977 or whatever. And I feel the same way about about comics. If you and want to make something new, make something new in that way, right? Sort yeah. Like I don't know. Like I guess. Part like I respect the classics, but I also think that there should be like I don't know. This is Conrad's manifesto of uh, being in favor of of better new things as opposed to just better ways to sell the same old things over and over again. That's probably yeah. not not actually a good stance for someone well, who's built a life around a nostalgia podcast well, box. Well, but, but still, something I, I believe in strongly. <laughs> uh, no, I I get what you're putting down, and I don't I don't disagree. But so what I'm what what I'm saying though is that the I really like all these crazy you know purples and pinks in um in and like bright yellows and stuff in Strontium Dog, but they're definitely the kind of things that if you started doing uh, recolors to appeal to a modern audience, they'd be the first things to go, you know? Mm. So I, I appreciate that, or I like that there is an appreciation for this older coloring style. Oh, I love that. So yeah, my no, man, I gotta know, come on, give me your best arties. Give me your oh, man. best art. Sure. Best art. I got three. Uh, my third place um, is a Planet of the Damned. Nice. Uh, Horatio Lalia, Pena, and Alfonso Espiri. Um, so much of the insanity of Planet of the Damned came from this art just coming right out at you and being insane. You know, I'm thinking of a couple 
arresting images from Planet of the Damned, the guy that goes out to sing in the rain and then gets melted into a skeleton. <laughs> um, that image of the lady who tried to cuddle like a river mouse and then it bit her face off. Or so, or another, like, again, like Planet of the Damned, we got to confront the fact that ladies are just there to be killed. But, um, you know, there was another lady who ate like a piece of fruit and she got real, she was like having an orgasm eating that fruit, but then it caused her, like hurts her body to create so much saliva that she drowned to death on dry land because of it. (sighs) And the way that was drawn was really amazing. Same with like that time that that uh, dude in Sanctuary came rolling out and it was clear this guy was a knight with a giant mace riding an elephant. And like, we just had to deal with that. Just a lot of crazy what the hell moments in Planet of the Damned that I really loved and that really were, that really were built around the art of that ridiculous story. Lovely. Um, Second runner up or uh, uh, second place, I guess. First runner up is the actual one. I'm going to join you and say Carlos Escara for Strontium Dog, buddy. Oh, boy. Some great stuff in in this era of Strontium Dog really defining this character. Um, There were so many times there'd be like the start of action scenes and I'd say, oh, yeah, like this is, you know, these are iconic Strontium Dog images. These are ones that they use with the character for years to come Mm. and stuff like that. That's in here and that's got and, and, and and that counts for a lot. But I think my number one has to be Jesus Redondo for Mind Wars, buddy. You got to love an, uh, like a, an intense lady eyes. Mind Wars so great. The the eyes of Ardenny all intense and killing everybody. These amazing spaceship images the f- flying through the void. All these ships that could break up into, to, into a fleet the of smaller ships. Yeah, exactly. Like all that stuff was really great. All these aliens and alien landscapes and different monsters and stuff. A giant just cacophony of birds as a bad guy. Thing, you know, <laughs> like built around a spaceship graveyard. All this stuff super amazing. I really love it. It's really like great stuff. And I think probably one of my favorite things about that story and about uh, Star-Lord in general. Absolutely. Beautiful art. Yeah, definitely. So, but let's uh, counterpoint that. Let's go to award to best writing. What's your favorite writing? Your favorite stories or characters or thingamajigs that happened in um, in Star Lord, buddy? So, listen, I have to break this up into two parts. So, I'm only going to do one list this time, and then once mm-hmm. we get to best overall, I'm going to do my other list. All right. Okay. Um, so that means that it's going to be short for my third and short for my first. But we're going to talk about this a little bit. So my my yeah. my third my third place here is Strontium Dog, obviously. Especially learning, <laughs> I've still been thinking about this. That uh, it's a Gronk. That old uh, yeah. I can't. I just to, to just like please skin me and make me a fucking frock or whatever. Not a yeah, frock, jerkin, a jerkin. Yeah. Like that's a that's a weird ask. It's a weird like on the deathbed, like, make me into something that you're going to wear for the rest of your life kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Pat Mills did a, did a, or, Jesus, yeah, Pat Mills did a Wagner. good job. Wagner. John Wagner. Excuse me. Uh, did a good job. It can't all be Pat Mills, buddy. No. Despite what Pat Mills would tell you. Uh, well. <laughs> so, so for my second, and this, this will be the first list that I do. It, so my second, or, or my second place is Pat Mills with Planet of the Damned. Ooh. Here's what's up. Some of this is a kill list, uh, you know, but I just had to do some honorable mentions in here. <laughs> Acid Spit, Acid Rain, mm. Pikachu Chomp, Giant Pterodactyl Murder, More Acid Spit, But Then It Sets You on Fire, A No-Wings oh, no. Airplane with Gun-Toting Insane People, Alcohol That Kills Aliens, Guns, Crotch Kicks, Giant Howitzer Mounted on a Submarine Full of Nazis, Nazis, Sword decapitation, more guns, probably cannibals, being saved by Nazis, sort of, living ladders, Mm -hmm. fruit that makes you vomit a saliva waterfall until you drown, a knight with a flail on an elephant horseback uh, that is a weird old man that went crazy, uh, went plant crazy, but only for a second. Plant crazy, yeah. Uh, A nude rider shower, vagina tentacle plant. Crotch files full of plant insanity, 
plants that lift up the weird old man and assimilates him due to plant insanity. Waterfall yeah. that flows into an acid lake. Cannibal right. Water slash, slide into acid. Cannibal slash Nazi team up. Hackman the abhuman. A big dish that shoots at a vortex. And then, of course, a bunch of vehicles that probably fly out of the sky and kill a bunch of beachgoers. That makes a best story, Conrad. <laughs> All of those Listen, things. I have, I have I have one I have I have one correction, Fox, and it, it's that Lou Kerr was the ab human, not not Hackman. Hackman's oh, that that's right. Guy. No, you're right. You're and right. Hackman I feel did like the we new shower. Yeah, and I feel like we didn't talk about it enough. But the fact that um, there is a science fiction writer whose name is Hackman is a pretty solid pun uh, of just jokes and stuff like that. Yes. But it's a multi-layered joke because it's probably also it might also be a reference to Gene Hackman, who from like the Poseidon Adventure and stuff in that era, oh. and just like dealing with disasters of of various kinds in films. And also how he's just a secondary character 90% of the time. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's, he's a busy guy. He can't be there for the whole movie. I mean, he was showering because of plant water. Uh, and then yeah. my best story, and we will get to this, I promise. Okay. Is Alan Hebden's Mind War. Yeah. It is the best story. Uh, I have a list, but we're going to get there in best overall, which is, you know, somewhat okay. damning. So, Conrad. Yo. Give me your best story, buddy. Oh man, best writing. Um, I want to say uh, uh, my third runner-up was uh, John Wagner for that Strontium Dog. Really great Strontium Dog stories in the course of these episodic tales. Um, stuff like um, you know Johnny Alpha getting defeated and having to learn to use the laser whip. That's pretty solid. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> um, or like um. A past bounty coming back and threatening both Johnny Alpha and his sister and her family. Oh, wasn't who, that the weird tiny Spider-Man head guy? Yeah, weird tiny Spider-Man Spider-Head. Um, you know, that like that giant brain that just wants to have frogs sing Oklahoma for him and stuff. That's pretty funny as the well. The Chuckwalla? Yeah. Also? The smiling Chuckwalla showing up. That's pretty good. Just a real crazy alien that says hello and then eats you. Um... <laughs> You know, all these different things just really go to create this, like, big world of sci-fi concepts that I really liked and that really created this uh, fun thing for Johnny Alpha to show up to and blow people up in, you know? Yeah. And also record on his weird sex helmet. Yeah, well, always. You know, you got to record on a sex helmet. Like, (laughs) I like, or like a, uh, that AI that had taken over this planet and the few survivors were like having babies. So they'd have enough people to be able to vote the AI out of controlling the planet. And they were just waiting for this one lady to give birth so they could have a quorum. Like, that was a pretty crazy, just like sci fi situation. I had completely forgotten about Orb Guy. Yeah. It's easy to forget. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, anyway, uh, for my first runner-up, um, man, I really, I get, I guess, I'm gonna say um, the uh, the writers of Robusters, uh, yeah. uh, Pat Mills, Bill Henry, and, and and Chris Lauder. I really liked a lot of the Robusters stories in here. Just these crazy futuristic disasters and how uh, Rowe, Jaws, and Hammerstein sort of dealt with them with wise cracking a blom and stuff. That's <laughs> that, that just makes for a really fun a fun see. They were never worried or freaked out. They just were sort of like, all right, well, I guess that goes. And if we die, then that's just how it works definitely, out. It definitely built up their rapport that you see later on, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then for my best writing, I'm going to say Mind Wars, buddy, and we'll oh, talk about yeah. that in more detail later. Um, <laughs> I will say, I guess, a semi-honorable mention, or no, like a, a dishonorable mention or something, um, for uh, Timequake, I yeah. guess. yeah. I really, I feel like there could have been way more time travel shenanigans in Time Quake, and I'm real bummed it wasn't there because it feels like there's just a lot left on the table with with that comic. They just like, lean so hard into Nazi and not enough into cool time problems, right? I feel like in general, Time Quake was hurt by the fact that all of its stories were too long. Like mm. each Time Quake stories was was like four issues long. And I wish they'd been a little bit snappier and maybe tried to do ev- – like, if in the 12 issues it was there, if they'd done, like, six stories and yeah. maybe just, like, 
I, I wish there was more things like there was actually in the uh, in the in the Star Lord special, which mm. had some had some good times time travel um, um, shenanigans of like going back on things we've seen and then intervening with them, and then also taking advantage of the fact that we're time travelers to do weird shit, you know, just like the uh, the having Susie Cho be Lennon for seven years or shit that like was, that. That was hilarious. Like you know, we joked about it at the time, but honestly, that's a pretty solid like yeah. just doing crazy shit with far future people in the past of like time travel and every stuff. Leader, is she actually? Yeah, everyone? no. Yeah, the implicate yeah the long term implications of like how often they've had to do this sort of thing are is a fun time travel question or whatever, and one that I think wasn't served as well in the actual stories we saw. You know, I mean, the first one's kind of a throwaway because that's sort of the introduction introduction sure. of it. But you know, spending four issues on futuristic Nazis, I feel like wasn't great. And then another four on weird like Aztec ancient alien stuff wasn't great either, in my opinion. Yeah, as 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 opposed to what it could have been, you know. I mean, even the even the Time Quake story in two thousand AD had like, "Hey, I'm trapped in the past. Come back and get me." Like message leaving and stuff like that. Which mm. I thought was also was what was fun. But anyway. Um, you know, sorry, don't like to be too negative on these award shows, no, but I no, had, but I, I had, listen. I had time quake thoughts that I really needed to get off my chest. No, time, time quake was, I feel like the, the greatest agitator because it was what could have possibly been, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was the one I was the most excited, like overall, that was the one I was maybe most excited to read in the mm-hmm. course of, uh, in the course of Star-Lord, the one I was most disappointed in, I yeah, guess. Same. Um, so let's. Finally get to this big one, Fox. Oh, Award yeah. three, best overall blueprint. What's your tops? What's your tops for all of Star-Lord, buddy? All right. So I've got two. And there's a reason. And, and yeah. we'll get there when we get to MVP. So so my runner-up is Planet of the Damned. See my last Ooh. list. Like, yeah, I, had, I had so much fun with Planet of the Damned that I, because I came in kind of stinking on it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then I ended up just like enjoying the slip and slide of dumb that it was. It was so campy. It just really lived in itself. And it just ended like just as insane as it got like about halfway through. Yeah, we're coming yeah, through a giant I, time I'd agree. vortex I'd say- and just having a good time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd say it like despite the fact that everyone was telling me that time quake was like uh, was going to be Bill Savage. With time travel, I think Planet of the Damned is the story that actually really scratched that invasion yeah. itch of just here, uh, here is a ridiculous situation and people dying in terrible ways. You know, I mean, it's the closest that that captured that same invasion imagery. You know, it, in, invasion thing. Of like, hey, we've dressed up like statues and now we're going to shotgun everybody, <laughs> or you know, like exactly. I've sh- I've. I've knocked this helicopter with dudes hanging from the underneath into another helicopter or something exactly. like that. I mean, he's, when a dude comes riding in on a on a fucking wingless plane with a motor engine across a desert, I was like, oh, this is a moment. Plus, like, you know, multiple lakes of acid, which I think we all know is the key oh, I mean, they, um, invasion innovation. They leaned hard into acid. Let's just put Absolutely. that clear. Uh, yeah, definitely. Danger or otherwise. So who does best so what's overall your, go what's to? Your, what's your, yeah, what's, what's your first? That's what I want to know. Oh, baby, you know it's Mind War. Mm. So here's 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 Peppa Bad Boy's list. Being given psychic powers by neural radiation. A woman yeah. who can't help being naked, preferably around her brother. A mm. really rad mini dragon. Suddenly giving kids super psi powers in a poor attempt at the Manchurian candidate. Psychic kids who invent their powers all the time. Mm-hmm. A bald man called, quote, the controller, yeah. a man with a mustache, space tornadoes, swimming while a man with a mustache smokes a testicle pipe, yeah. insane angry lady eyes, indigenous celebrations, oh, being nude, but preferably sleeping next to your brother, a mini dragon eating a man. Uh, yeah, Cleefang's my fave. Punches as a form of saying hello. Trans light drives. Okay. Quote, please let me die (laughs) as something that was set within the pages. Multiple times, I feel like. (sighs) 
killing your own dudes by way dudes by way of a giant piranha pool that then your mini dragon eats some of the piranhas who ate your own dude pretty rad <laughs> oh, dude Look, so rad oh man <laughs> being remotely activated via neural radiation irradiation blowing up your own space fleet killing your own brother which given her propensity probably sucks a lot more than she really let on whoa exploding a palace a giant pile of spaceships a bird that makes a woman obey her or obey it to hang out with it to go to even more psychic buzzards <laughs> lion boys a disco yeah. party with a guy you just met and then dies in a bed Writhing in a space cake glass, bulbous spaceships, mind warping a spaceship into a palace, and then destroying that yeah. palace with the mind warp spaceship. That's a the second time that palace has been destroyed. It's pretty rad. A lady with a wand who becomes your kind of buddy because you lost your memory. A doppel brother. Yeah. Almost blowing up a ship with water. Almost blowing up a ship with water and mind-fucking a bunch of lion elders. <laughs> a green sun that kind of is scared of you, but also thinks that you're a, a disgusting abomination. That's S-U-N, for the record. Yep. Uh, also, a green sun that believes you're an abomination and wants to kill you. Neutralizing all weapons on a planet, I guess. And all of that in summation ultimately leads me to one conclusion, Conrad. We have got to kill these kids. Gotta kill these kids, We man. have to kill these kids. It's the best story. We need to kill these kids. They're not good. If you... I want to say, for the record, like, the best thing about the uh, the live stream and, and the chat that was going on during the live stream is that through the course of it, the big catchphrases that developed from the star lord of <laughs> were, one, you, we gotta kill these kids, and two, Star-Lord is a war criminal. <laughs> he is a war criminal, though. Like, actually, he's a war criminal. What? Oh, come on. You try to recruit all the children of He's England into your paramilitary into organization and you're a war criminal all of a sudden? <sighs> Just Star trying to sell Lord some old team, buddy. Just paint, trying to sell some old team. <laughs> oh, so Conrad, give me your best overalls. Come on, come at me. Oh, man. Okay, overall, like a uh, third place overall, them Robusters, my friend. Okay. Liked these bots saving people and just being real real chill about it you know appreciate this chill people saving um first runner uh uh, uh second place first runner up that strontium dog man these are the story you know both of these ones were stories that launched massive um tr uh, um, yes. um classic stories in 2000 ad and they gotta be in a high spot because of that um, number one, though, best overall blueprint, that Mind Wars, man. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Like it, it, it ran the, ran the awards for me because for me, and to me, Mind Wars is really the standout story in, <sighs> um, so in Star-Lord. It's like, so random and so weird and so great. It's got all of these elements of just like the, a, a similar thing to the to a nut to the other big Jesus Redondo story, um, um, Return to Armageddon. Oh yeah, where you just it feels like anything could happen next week. You know the alliances are constantly shifting. Um, there's all these different characters that get introduced and you care about, but often die pretty soon after, <laughs> like. The art is amazing. You know, are Denny's super beautiful and the art just keeps and there's all this great sci-fi art in there as well. It's mm. great. I mean, it's it's um, I mean, like with uh, with Meltdown Man, this other big Alan Hebden story that that I've enjoyed it. It, it, it really like this really does feel like what I'd hoped it would be, which was a combination of Meltdown Man and Return to Armageddon. You know, it really taking, feels that way. Like the the writer from one and the artist from another to combine to make a really great um, com combined story that really plays to both creators' strengths. And I think Mind Wars really accomplishes that. Man, it's just a really fun breakneck 
tale that really that um is a fantastic like issue like a issue opener you know absolutely like you it just draws you right in and you're on and then left on a cliffhanger and, and not and you can't wait for next week it's a fantastic story she wanted to be nude all the time i mean it definitely you know it had something for everybody you know it had a uh, cool spaceships taut pacing and periodically our Danny didn't wear a lot of clothes like i don't know what else you could ask for you know I don't know what anyone could ask for more than what is wrong with this person. And also, I can't stop watching this great comic. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So, last category, Fox. Ooh. MVP. Who's your most valuable player or person or whatever for, uh, for Star-Lord, man? So, the whole thing. So, this one only has one and it only needs one. And this, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm using MVP in the purest sense, which is everyone who made Strontium Dog. Ooh. Now, the reason for this is that, like, so Strontium Dog did almost all of the heavy lifting, I feel like, um, as sort mm-hmm. of this through line, right? Um, and, you know, I didn't give him a bunch of top spots, but MVP felt the most correct in my mind. Uh, it was really enjoyable seeing sort of the early days of their relationship, like the initial early days, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the type of beats that they that they always went for, how like, you know, there would be a threat introduced and then they'd be going after it, some, some tension, and then they would use a cool device to do a thing and everything would be all right at the end. But there would be like some intense emotion going through the whole thing. Um, and it was serious and it felt... Like gritty without, but also feeling kind of loose. The art, of course, was stellar. Um, but more than that, the characters, um, you know, who we've both grown to love, it was really enticing to see their initial origin. Um, it was just a delight to read and it stuck with me since our session, much like, you know, some of the others that I brought yeah. here. But I wanted to give it its own special place with no other runners up for it to breathe and just know that it's, you know, uh, highly respected. Yeah, I really like the difference between um, Wolf and Star Lord versus Wolf in 2000 AD. I think by 2000 AD, he's become kind of like um, very stoic and reserved. Yeah, and I think Johnny Alpha becomes kind of the main character. But I think in Star Lord, honestly, 2000 or in, in Star Lord, Johnny Alpha is way more sort of quiet and mysterious. And 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 Wolf's Wolf almost is so much main... more midden face, you know. Yeah, like he does a lot of the talking, and he has a lot of like the the uh, the uh, re- uh, emotional the responses to things and stuff like that. Yeah, as well as quips and jokes that I think he become like he's uh, um at you know he's a very like he's much more of a co-main character versus a sidekick, which I think he might turn exactly. into in the 2008 version. So how about you, man? Give me your MVPs, buddy. Man, I got like you. I got one MVP. I don't believe in runner-ups for MVP because it's the most, and I don't think that should be shared. Um, but I'm gonna just run the fucking table and say that my MVP is the character of our Denny Lankham. Hell yeah, <laughs> the main chick of Mind Wars, man. Sticks with just ya. um. Those, like, honestly, for me, it's just that the iconic image, those angry eyes of our Denny (laughs) traveling the galaxy, blowing shit up, doing terrible things like um, Redondo put so much into her into her eyes and her and her gaze and shit like that, that it really makes for an amazing character and a characterization. And um, yeah, and I don't know, she and like. You know, um, when he- when Alan Hebden was sort of reposting Mind Wars, he talks about how it's only when um, Arlen dies and Ardenny becomes the sole main character that Mind Wars really starts. And I really agree with that, I think. just She's such a strong character and a really neat one and one that I really like following and stuff like that. Um, that I think she was really the rock of... of um, of Star Lord, just really taking yeah. things seriously, doing the important stuff, um, and just living her life, her truth. Yeah, and just being the real like like protagonist in a constant advancing story and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was compelling um, in a big way. Yeah, I think she's a really great character and one that I think and and maybe I'm I'm less willing to give this to the Robusters or Johnny Alpha or something because I feel like they've had their chance to shine later oh, on sure. and stuff like that. For sure that. 
for me, like, I feel like, you know, this sort of 21 store, um, issue run for our Danny is very much like her defining character moment and really just makes her, yeah, again, the, the star of, of Star Lord, I think, and like the main person who I'm, I'd be, in, you know, I'd be, I, I'd love to see more of her adventures and stuff. And I'm sorry that we, 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 we won't be able to. Hot you know? call out, man. That was, that was good. I like that. Yeah. Come on. Um, Come on. <laughs> I will say, um, again, right after we did, did the Star-Lord, I found Alan Hebden posted a bunch of stuff on his Facebook page that included, like, some, um, like, sort of preview images by Jesus Redondo for A Mind Wars 2 that had, like, a slightly older Ardenny and, like, some characters from the new story and stuff like that. And, oh, it looks so great and so, like, ooh, I wish, I, I wish we had been able to see that. I wish we could see that, you know. Yeah. Um, it's great stuff. Well, hell. Awesome. We did yeah, it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> that's that's what we thought about Star-Lord. Now let's get to what you, the listener, thought. Um, I hope you enjoyed the Star-Lord-a-thon at the time and have been enjoying the release of the live stream to the podcast feed and our YouTube channel. Hope you've been checking both of those out. If you just want to see me get more and more and more tired and change shirts every four hours or so. Um <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, hear from you. Take it away, everybody. Hey. Whoa. It's Conrad and Fox from the future, Ooh. but still your past. <laughs> With your, the listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to freak out about it. Yeah, it's, it's a paradox. Oh, my God. Goddamn timey-wimey bullshit. That's right. And it's your choices for the top stories and art and all that stuff of Star-Lord. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. From Stalwart Award nominator Joe Eady, we've got, It's so great that you've shown a light on this overlooked chapter of 70s British comics history. Thanks so much. My awards go to Redondo for Mind Wars. Space never looked so sexy. From <laughs> Arlen's extraordinary death scene to the leering space lizard to that amazing pipe. This is the best. Oh, this is his best work. That fucking pipe. <laughs> Dude, I want to get a replica of that thing. Are you kidding? Like, I'm talking to my... I'm, I'm literally talking to a friend who's got a 3D printer to try to figure this thing out. Oh, my um, God. That would be so lovely. I guess... Actually, I need to talk to a friend who has AutoCAD skills. I think that's the actual thing I've got to figure out. <laughs> Next, Pat Mills for Robusters. The sparkling dialogue between Rojaws and Hammerstein. The great supporting characters of Quartz and Mechquake. The political subtext. This is classic Mills. Mm. Best Blueprint, Stranium Dog. I rate these more highly than almost all the subsequent 2000 AD stories. It's interesting. You know, Strontium Dog in Star-Lord, very much a, a monster of the – a bounty of the week, I guess, kind yeah. of story. It's a yeah, different – it's, it's, it's got a different feel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Space Western. Absolutely. Um, MVP goes to the fantastic quality of the paper and the printing. This made the whole project seem really adult and ahead of its time. It would be many years before 2000 AD looked and felt this good. I think we're getting towards there, actually, in our like in our current reading, Fox, as we enter the 90s and stuff. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's that's when they, they finally upgrade their material from newspaper, really? I mean, I think they're upgrading it a little bit now. I got to say, I should – what I really should be doing is like dipping into eBay and buying like periodic progs, you know? Like maybe get a prog every time they raise the price basically just, just to kind of like – here, to give you an update as to whether or not it's worth it in the past. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I will say that I'm at a bit of a disconnect from the actual quality of the paper and what the comic feels like and stuff like that, just because I'm all digital, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Don't, don't, don't shame me for the fact that I've gone transhuman, Fox. That's all I ask. Hey, you listen, know? if there's anything like that I double down on, it's transhumanism. Bring on that the singularity. The flesh is weak, dude. We all know it. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, David Renane says, um, time quake for the win always, quite literally. <laughs> God. So I'm, st I'm still convinced Susie chose actually the wizened old hag in real life and her, her sweet face is just a cover. Ooh, that's, that's really, that's really tough. I mean that, and she is everybody. She is she, everyone. At least all world leaders. Um... <laughs> Art goes to Ian Kennedy. MVPs, hail all you underage troopers. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
on Twitter, Gareth Lloyd Tallman at Lloyd Tallman says, uh, art goes to a scare for Strontium Dog, mm. writing John Wagner for Strontium Dog. Overall thrill, time quake. What can I say? It was fun and had time traveling Nazis. What's not to love? Oh, God. My answer, time traveling Nazis. MVP, Strontium Dog. The dogs have it. They came in strong and <laughs> never had a duff blueprint. That's super fair. Yeah. It was, uh, they, they were very, very consistently good. I just, like, listen, I do love punching Nazis. That's, like, I'm into it, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm just, it's you know. It's just, again, there, it's just a lot of it. There, One, there's, yeah, there's, there is a, a certain, like, Nazi saturation that you hit where you're just like, all right, well... It was just crazy to have, like, two or three stories in one comic that all had Nazis in them, you know? Yeah. It starts getting a little <laughs> overloaded. I'll, 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 I'll mention again my extreme worry when I was putting this show together that we'd, like, get, get hate speech I, flagged or something I mean, you know, in the there, middle of the show. There were a lot of swastikas. Well, a lot of swastikas. <laughs> so. And not like, and not like when there's a lot of swastikas and it's like a thing where it's like some like Indian temple, you know. No. And they've just had some holy symbols be goddamn gentrified by by genociders, you know. This is <laughs> like Nazi swastikas, you know. Yeah, no, this. Saying. Yeah, it was it was just you know I get it that they want to be on brand, but does it have to be on everything? You know, I mean, I yeah, I get that it's an English comic in World War in a in a Britain, so World War Two always looms large. But still, <laughs> anyway, uh, elsewhere on Twitter, uh, Red Dog at Old Red Dog with underscores in there says Art Carlos Escara for Strontium Dog writing Robusters Pat Mills. Overall guilty pleasure, loving that time quake. MVP Stradium Dog. Man, I'm I'm I feel like there is going to be a strong theme here. Listen, like yeah, people like the Stradium Dog, buddy. Who's I think it's Johnny I think we did Alpha too. Guy. Although yeah, although I think we we mostly I think I know for me, Mind Wars is my in my top. Oh, I mean, here. I, I'm a big Mind Wars guy. It sticks with you. I mean, again, it's our, it's yeah, at least no, our definitely. third shirt premise. Oh, we gotta kill! These gotta, get, kids. gotta get these kids! Gotta yeah. kill these kids, I w- man! I want, I, w- I want a silhouette of a Klee Fang, the uh, the shoulder dragon, <laughs> flying towards the reader with uh, "Gotta kill these kids" written in negative space across the wingspan. <laughs> that be rad. I think that's oh, a pretty that, pretty rad one. That shoulder you dragon. Know. Yeah, there's that one. There's Johnny Alpha, a similar thing of maybe a tombstone or Johnny Alpha that says gone to space. I owe you one child corpse. <laughs> and then just a big drum that's labeled danger acid. Hey. You know, those those three. And then logo T. Those are the space spinner T-shirts when I finally get off my ass, Fox. Uh, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, we got we got. Let's see, see the Patreon's up. So now it's just merch needs to happen. The law, yeah, of the, the law of the internet states: you do Patreon, get, you money, get the content, Fox. then you do Patreon, and then you do merch. Yeah, well, listen. I feel like with our 230 some shows, we're still working on content. Um, anyway, Steve Green, Steve D Green, uh, who was on the Star Lordathon, for God's sake. Uh, Art Carlos Escara writing John Wagner. Overall thrill, Strontium Dog hit the ground running on that one. Definitely mm-hmm. agree with that one. MVP Jesus Redondo and Alan Hebden for the amount of work put in. Yeah, that's mine. Oh, that's yeah. the Mind Wars team, and they're good workers. And also Kev O'Neill for the design work on the badges. Definitely. I love oh yeah the these um, Star Lord badges like those those six little stickers now. are really yeah they're they're really the pride of my collection and my comic book collection mm. and I was it was really funny that last episode where I just wore all of them like a crazy like one of those like like North Korean generals where they have badges that like go down the side of their coat and like onto their pants and stuff like oh, that that's felt pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> um, from the 2080 forum, where we hold our own little outpost in the 2008 in the space spinner thread, uh, Wizbang says the Lordies, big art. I liked Ian Kennedy's worked on Robusters best. It's mm. reminiscent of the work he would go on to do at New Eagles Dan Dare for sure. These planes, best writing, uh, John Wagner for Strontium Dog, best blueprint, Strontium Dog MVP, Kelvin Gosno, good choice, the mm. editor of Star Lord. It was his idea, even though his original plan was sabotaged by management decisions, he still was able to get a decent product that uh, benefited 2000 AD when they merged. Definitely. 
And listen, like good idea sabotage by man by management feels like the the constant story of um, two thousand AD. <laughs> Would it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a a British comic? I feel like I feel like honestly, like reading especially these early the early, like the eighties section of Thrill Power Overload, mm. you really get when they talk to to uh, to like the managers, they really like. They have a real like uh like old man withers Scooby Doo gang kind of feeling to huh. 2000 AD. We're like, yeah, listen, they they were selling 2,000 copies a month. I was gonna cancel them because they got uppity about it. Like, geez, <laughs> buddy, why do you hate money? I don't understand it. <laughs> money money is not what we want. It's uh like it's rigid having, conformity. Yeah, having the grip was more important than like the possible money they could get in. Like, you know, I mean, I mean that's really the story of the Judge Dredd magazine. Like they spent – like everybody spent years trying to get a Judge Dredd spinoff. And as soon as they got a new a new like publishing editor and he was like, yeah, why – let's do this. What? <laughs> Try to make money. <laughs> We're doing a winter special for God's sake. We're scamming these kids. Um, anyway. Gotta scam these kids. Enough asides here in the future, folks. I'm all over the place. Uh, the, from the from the forums, the monarch who was also on the dang on the dang special said, or everybody's on this thing. Yeah, said uh, best art a tie up between Ian Kennedy and John Cooper on Timequake. Uh, great wee script strip that sadly got nudged out by its bigger, meaner brothers. So I give the mm. art team the nod. <laughs> Timequake art team. Best writing, John Wagner on Strontium Dog. Maybe early days for Alpha and Co. But you can see the seed that will become a legendary run for sure, oh, yeah. I think. I think we're definitely seeing pieces here. Honestly, I think, I think we talked about how it's interesting how I feel like Wolf is often the big expressive character in Star-Lord. But then sort of becomes kind of the strong silent type beyond sho shoving socks in people's faces in, um, <laughs> in, in 2000 AD. Best blueprint, Strontium Dog, but I will admit it was hard choosing between this and Robusters, and you can understand why they were chosen to go to the Prague once the merge happened. And then MVP is Kelvin Gaz now going along with Whizbang, editing being good. Good work here. Finally, Layas, another Star Lordathon guest, best art. Carlos or Jesus? Jesus or Carlos, don't make me choose. But in the end, Carlos was bigger than Jesus. But just looking at Star-Lord in isolation, nah, Carlos, those color spreads are peak Strontium Dog and thus peak Thrill Power. If Redondo had been given some color, it would have gone the other way, though. And man. Interesting. A, a color star like just just a page of, of color mind wars would be oh, dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Best writing, John Wagner on Strontium Dog. There are one or two missteps in early Strontium Dog, like the genocide of the jocks, making mm. Alpha to be a real, you know, to be a right old sap and some just general Gronk cruelty. But otherwise, it's incredible how well formed the, Stromp the, the strip is from page one. And best blueprint, what else could it be but Strontium Dog? I have doubts I'd still be hanging around the comic if it wasn't for Strontium Dog. Yeah, no doubt. And MVP is Alan Hebden for good or ill. The burden to fill pages <laughs> seems to have fallen on Hebden. And I can forgive a Holocaust when he delivers a Mind Wars. Ooh. Baby steps toward a slightly older audience, perhaps. But it feels like he was um, he has run with Gosnell's original vision of a comic more than most. And I think that's super fair, yeah. honestly. Like, you know, Mind Wars is great and like... It's crazy that you have like that we talk about we I, I feel like I've often talked about Wagner and Grant sort of running 2000 AD for for many years where mm. they'd sort of have the majority of the of the thrills in the comic and stuff like that. And I mean a similar thing with Hebden in Star-Lord. I mean, you know, he's doing half the thrills and one of those thrills is a double-sized thrill in in a, in a, in, a, in Apocalypse which or in a in Holocaust which was a uh, you know an an eight page or every issue and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's definitely, you know, maybe not always the best content but definitely um fun content. Yeah, I agree with that.
Fox, I want you to open up this comic that I sent you earlier this week because I really regret that I didn't show it to you at the time. Fox, this came from Prague 2061, and I know several people specifically asked me to show you this, and they would be quite angry with me if we got out of here without without us talking about it. Okay. So this was the end of the year Prague for 2018, and in those ones, they have like – that's a 100-page Prague, so often they have like one-offs and stuff like that. And so for – um. For the 40th anniversary of Star-Lord in 2018, they did this documentary called Keep Watching the Stars. It's yep. by uh, – script by Keith Neiman, art by Henry Flint, letters by Simon Boland. <laughs> and listen, basically what this is is a documentary by – by Th- with Tharg hosting – Oh my God. Talking about the, uh, the, 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 the terrible monster that is Star-Lord. Oh, my so God. First there I want is to... a literal skateboard strike force attack soldier. Yeah. So, so we go so <laughs> ominously. It starts with, uh, with Thark saying, For a hundred generations, peace and serenity had been the norm in the Interstellar Federation. But all that was to change with the devastating conflict we've come to know as the Star-Lord infraction. Wow. <laughs> And so basically, like, I don't want to get too far into it. We've got all this stuff, like, basically, that this Star-Lord attacked oh the Instel-Fed, and we found that his entire army was a bunch of um, English kids fighting around. <laughs> yeah, good picture of this skateboard strike forcer, Andrew Hatch, age 12, from Ben Fleet, Essex. Watch the stars! Death to the alien scum! Burn alien scum. You know, we see, like, alien news reports, like, sort of talk about, like, they've got, like, the badges and, like, the first couple, like, the first issue of Star-Lord and, like, this news report thing. Then there's interviews with modern-day folks talking about, like, <laughs> their sons and brothers, like, reading Star-Lord as this kid and then disappearing to space, basically. <laughs> Oh my like, god. Oh, he loved Saturdays. Did all Johnny used to run down to shops early to get his comics, especially that space war one. One Sunday, same as usual, off he ran, only he never came back. And then we see Johnny <laughs> Brown from Rotherham, Yorkshire, just flaming a bunch of aliens, you Dude, know. This thing is awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> They check in with with Thark and Big E, who was the 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 superhero mascot from Tornado, oh. the other 2080 um spinoff. And he's he's just like an accountant now or something. Yeah, he's just like hand up to the camera, like get out of my face. And then the reporter talks to Tharg, and um, the reporter, like, has a bunch of gotchas of, like, Tharg tries to disavow knowing Star-Lord. It's like, I can't help but notice that it came from – it was published from the same place that, that your base was. That seem, would seem to uh, – would seem – to indicate that you two are pretty intimate. Like, oh, Jesus. what, did the dictators of Zrag put you up to this? Ah, uh, yes, oh, your God. mortal enemies, the dictators of Zrag, or the pacifist philosophers of Zrag, as the rest <laughs> of the galaxy knows them. <laughs> Tharg's like, this interview's over. <laughs> oh, my God. But now it looks like many of the veterans of um the of the Star-Lord infraction have been... um. <laughs> We have been have been found have found new homes to deal with their uh, mental illness. You just a bunch of old guys, sort of like in, in space padded rooms and space space straight jackets. This one guy seems pretty okay. Like oh, I was in the space strike force. Oh, he's got like mates. a thousand yard stare the whole time. One day we're messing around the skate park. Three months later, we're charging into battle on one of the moons of Gen Six Prime. <laughs> And things seems okay, but then someone asks him uh, what Star Lord was like, and he just starts going insane and killing all these space bunnies oh that are around his desk and stuff. This <laughs> anyway, is yeah. this is exactly what I what we were saying was happening. This he's, absolutely he's, he's a war criminal. It's all this stuff, but then it ends with an ominous note: the great prison that Star Lord was kept in has been broken. He's escaped into space. Oh my god. We get this one final image of a giant zombie star lord. Watch the stars. He's out there and coming for us all. Oh my god. That's great. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
so, pretty good, right? I mean, it's a, it's exactly what I what I always wanted. I'm uh, that. <laughs> sorry, my mind's just kind of blown a fuse. Like, did we call it being a space criminal? Listen, that's pretty. I rad. will say, I will say in. Like, listen, just to just to just to bring the wind out of everybody's sails. Like, I think most people who are in our stream have seen had seen that already. So we, oh. they were coming in with it. But God damn it! <laughs> but that said, I just love that reimagining of it oh, and all that yeah. stuff. You know, that's no, really that's, fun. That's 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 having a lot of fun with some of the old. I, I mean, it's clearly and, a wink and a nod to the old readership. You know. Yeah, I mean, and, and and we know, like, I mean, you know, even when you don't sort of have that going in, it is weird that he's re- re- recruiting all of these space, all these kids to be space soldiers, and that they're organ, they are do at like you know, s- forming clubs and setting up paramilitary organizations yeah. all over England. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's how you know that that they're a part of your your crew. Everybody else is a. You know, potential like, like, potential crime waiting to happen. Yeah, like like people are like writing writing into Star Lord saying like, yeah, me and my mates set up a fort. Yep, <laughs> with like late with like fake laser guns and stuff. We're we're training to start killing these whatevers. <laughs> I just point us in a direction. We'll be your child militia. Yeah, definitely. Listen, it's, it's a weird time out there, you know. And thus, hey, speaking of weird times, Fox. Oh, good lord. Let's get back to the to the lordies already in progress. Whoa. Take it away, past boys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, future boys. Oh, you're <laughs> so great. I like you guys. Yeah. Okay, so after this, this is usually in the spinnies where we talk about future plans, but you know, again, very much in the air. Like we, like I said, I think it'll be a real long time before we do another twenty-four hour live stream. But I'm wondering if folks would be interested in maybe hearing shorter, more manageable ones, like a series of I don't know, four-hour tornadathons or hmm. crisisathons. Um, I really like the live stream as a content delivery yeah. method, I guess. I feel like that was a really cool way to blam out a bunch of stuff that I want to, that I, I, I'd really love for us to talk about, but without having to like schedule it as part of our regular prog, you know, mm-hmm. recording timeline and stuff like that. That's always tight. Um, anyway, I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear what folks thought and, um, would love to hear what you thought about the Star Lordathon in general. As always, you can do that, or you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Titch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or a podcast site, spacespinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com in the 2080 forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at spacespinner2k. For everything else, just look up spacespinner2000. We should be there. This show is brought to you by Steve Green and your friends at the 2080 forums. If you'd like to join them and help to support the show, we'd truly appreciate it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradaline. That's our podcast network. There, you can support the show and receive a ton of excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2000 AD in the Meg, and even monthly Q&As with these two guys, Connor hey, and Fox. why not? Yeah. And until next time, when we look at more classic thrill power, I'm Conrad, they're Fox, and we... <laughs> Are the sp- have been the space spinner star lordathon? Keep watching the thing. skies.